Cathay Williams is, she's kind of the American Mulan and is the only known female buffalo soldier. So on November 15th, 1866, she decided to pose as a male and enlist in the army under the swapped name William Cathay. The army also at the time didn't require physical examinations to join, so nobody checked and found out she was a woman. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I am one of your hosts, Chloe Sky. I'm Sarah Gorski. I'm Sam Eggers. And today I am going to be talking about Cathay Williams. Ooh, I've heard that name, but I don't know how. Same here. Okay, well, Cathay Williams is... She's kind of the American Mulan. Ooh. What... And is the only known female buffalo soldier. Oh, very mm. cool. Makes me think of that song. What was that song where they're like, Buffalo Soldier? You know what I'm talking about? I, wow. Wow. I don't Please know that cut one. that out. <laughs> wait, she's the woman. Not a chance. She's the woman who dresses up. <laughs> wait, she's the one who dresses up like a guy, right? To join the army. She. She does do that. Uh, yes, that is a part of... Yes. Yes. This story is... Oh, my God. This is a great story. Okay. I'm yeah. excited to hear the whole thing because I only know the abridged version. Okay. So, Cathay Williams was born a slave in Independence, Missouri in 1844 to a mother who was a slave and a free white man. So, another product of rape. Um Ugh. And she she worked throughout her adolescence as a house slave on the Johnson Plantation outside of Jefferson City. In, in 1861, when she was 17, uh, Union forces occupied Jefferson City and declared that all of the slaves there were contraband. Hmm. And I had never heard this term in relation to the Civil War, so I had to look up sort of the history of the term contraband. And... During the Civil War, or at least in the early part of the Civil War, the Union Army didn't have any sort of official policy about what to do with slaves who sought their protection. So it was left up to individual commanders. Oh, jeez. Yikes. Some some of those commanders would just return the slaves to the plantations. Some of them would force the slaves to work for the Union Army. And then a, a very small number of them would bring them north and sort of just say, all right, all right you're, you're free, you can do whatever you want. In 1861, Major General Benjamin Butler refused to send three fugitive slaves back into bo- the bonds of slavery, saying that that was the opposite of the point of what they were doing. And he instead classified them as contraband of war. Uh, contraband, of course, meaning property you're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So the policy basically said that these fugitives were not slaves, but were still property. And Wait, that is this became so bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah. So this became the official Union policy on August sixth, eighteen sixty one, to declare any fugitive slave as contraband if their labor had been used to aid the Confederacy. I don't really know how they judged that, but I I guess if you were a slave in the South, you were helping the Confederacy on some level. So then contraband slaves were put to work, usually in the Union Army, as dishwashers or cooks or nurses, 
or they were put to work in Washington building the Capitol, like building the White House. Building the White House, these, the yeah, buildings. was built by slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, but contraband slaves, so they weren't slaves, but they were slaves. And this is a large part of why there's such a large black population in D.C. today, is like that was the first place they sent all the slaves before the Civil War ended, and were just like, here, work here. Mm. So in in August of 1862, which is a year later, it, it became policy to pay contraband for their work, 40 cents per day, which was then one year later increased to a dollar per day, uh, which today would be like 25 bucks. Ugh. So it's it's really, really shit wages. Uh, but in 1861, which is the year that they started paying contraband 40 cents, this is when Cathay Williams was declared contraband and put to work for the Union Army. Ugh. She worked as a, as a cook and as a dishwasher, and she traveled with the Union Army for the rest of the Civil War. Anywhere they went, she was there, and... Uh, she she witnessed some of the biggest battles of the the Civil War and cooked meals and there were one or two sources I found claiming that she was a paid volunteer but I feel like that's a, a pretty it's a pretty uh, incorrect interpretation of history yeah. or at least is leaning on yeah. the the kind side of what was going on how kind white people are mm-hmm. right oh yeah. wow they pay they paid her instead of leaving her as a slave but like if you're paying someone ten dollars a day for their work to in today's money like what are you doing yeah what a joke so after the war there there's really not very much work for black people and one of the only jobs that reliably paid and provided health care was the military which still didn't allow women so on november 15th 1866 she decided to pose as a male and enlist in the army under the swapped name william cathay Hey, that's convenient. <laughs> right, she just swapped them. Yes, Cathay. Uh, and apparently, her last name when she when she signed up was misspelled on the sign on the form. So some people say this was because she was super illiterate, and others say she just like wanted to distance herself from her possibly feminine first name. It's hard to tell. Records were not great back then. Hmm. But at the time, she was she was five foot nine, which was taller than the average height of men at the time so nobody really like questioned mm. yeah that's pretty tall and, for a lady yeah and the the army also at the time didn't require physical examinations to join so nobody checked and found out she was a woman i mean they were just kind of desperate for troops right well this is after the war so i don't know necessarily i mean i guess yeah they're they're desperate for troops but i don't know if there was some like looming war about to happen but she's quoted as saying, The regiment I joined wore the Zouave uniform, and only two persons, a cousin and a particular friend, members of the regiment, knew that I was a woman. They never blowed on me. They were partly the cause of my joining the army. Uh, the army. Uh, another reason was I wanted to make my own living and not be dependent on relations or friends. Hell yeah. Makes sense. So she's in the army for two years. But she is plagued by health issues the whole time. She gets smallpox, and that's affecting her for almost the entire time. She's in and out of the hospital, and in 1868, the post-surgeon finds out she's a woman, and she gets discharged. Dang. Cathay uh, later said, you know, The men all wanted to get rid of me after they found out I was a woman. Some of them acted real bad to me. Yeah, I bet. 
There's there's not more details than that, but that's she's told that to a reporter later on. Man. So the the captain who discharged her wrote in his report that Cathay had served under him for over a year and during that time had been quote feeble both mentally and physically and much of the time quite unfit for duty. Uh, well, yeah, when you have was, smallpox. Right. I don't know how you <laughs> yeah. can blame that, but he also wrote in his report that that condition predated her signing up for the military. I don't know if that's true, but that's hmm. what they claimed. But she was honorably discharged, but she was discharged and not welcome back. So after that, she signed up for an emerging all-black regiment, the Buffalo Soldiers, which were a unit sent to the American West mainly to protect white interests. Sure. Yeah, so they're all-black soldiers just protecting, basically, racists settle this new land. They fought in skirmishes with Native Americans, they escorted wagon trains, they explored the area, made maps, helped build fortresses. They were really essential in sort of mapping out the western part of the United States, and they get very little credit because we give all of it to Lewis and Clark. Mm -hmm. But generally, they, they they protected the white settlers, and they did all of this with subpar equipment because the Buffalo Soldiers did not have the funding that the white army had. Did they get paid more than 40 cents at that point, or are they still on that, like, 40 cents rate? I think at this point it was more than 40 cents, but I don't think that it was much. Because they weren't contraband anymore. They were soldiers. They were just, like, their own side unit where we put all the black people, so to speak. Yeah. So I I imagine that they got paid less than the white soldiers But this time they knew she was a a woman, right? This time she enrolled as a woman? Yes. She's the only known woman who was a Buffalo soldier and kind of went down in history for that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, In 1875, a St. Louis uh, journalist heard the story about the first black woman to serve in the U S army and was like, that is my story. I have to track this person down. And he found her and published a story about her on January 2nd, 1876 in the St. Louis daily times. Uh, There's not much information about her after that, Later in life, she moved to Colorado. Uh, She continued to be riddled with health issues, including diabetes, which ended up forcing the amputation of all 10 toes. Oh, Oh, no. So she was having a terrible time. She had to walk with a cane. In 1893, she finally, she went and applied for a military disability pension. Uh, But the doctor who examined her said that she didn't qualify. And then the military didn't want to give it to her because she was a woman anyway bastards oh god so we're, we're not sure exactly when she died but historians believe it was shortly after she was denied disability Aww. like they would have just paid for her disability for like two years like come on right. come on assholes i know Aww. so like she she probably could have lived longer if she had had any sort of funding or backing for what she went through but but no And then she kind of disappeared for a while, but then in 2016, a bronze bust of her was placed outside the Richard Allen Cultural Center in Kansas, and in 2018, she was given a monument bench at the Walk of Honor at the National Infantry Museum. So she's starting to, just in the last four years, get some recognition and accolades. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Man, her story makes me really sad. Yeah, it's yeah. it's heartbreaking cuz like, you know, it's it's nice to look back and be like, wow, the first black woman to join the military, like making waves, paving the way for the future, but she just was trying to survive and 
did what she had to do and and still got fucked over yeah yeah god that sucks doesn't mean it wasn't a monumental thing that she did but yeah it's sad because she well wait she's technically the first black woman to ever enlist right even though it was under yeah. false pretenses that's her that's her like big kind of claim to fame yeah and only female buffalo soldier yeah that's pretty incredible that they admitted her into the Buffalo Soldiers. I, I would have thought they'd be like, no, get out of here. Like, or they, she would have to, you know, pretend again. It's kind of amazing. Maybe they just, maybe they just really considered that to be like shit detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can, you can go out West and do that. Sure. It's not going to bug us. Yeah. It's like a hard life. It's a job. We don't, no one wants to do. Yeah. You're probably going to mm-hmm. die doing it whatever yeah yeah in the it was like the 1880s like all right yeah go for it and the west mm-hmm. was just so freaking brutal like that that yeah. was mm-hmm. not an easy detail at all and if she already yeah. my guess would be too that she probably had diabetes a long time before like yeah. mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. a lot of her health issues were connected to that like far before far before kind of the end the end game there man mm-hmm. she's still awesome i love her yeah, yeah. she's abroad for sure for she, sure she was bold and brave and did things that many people would not have had the courage to do. So definitely abroad in my book. Yeah, Cathay. And I just have to say that that song is uh, the Fugees, Lauren Hill. Song? The song where I was like, where they say Buffalo Soldier in the song. Oh. Remember Lauren Hill? Remember the Fugees? Oh my God, am I that much older than you guys? No, I just don't know. I just don't know pop culture like at all, so... I, I didn't, like, start listening to music until I was in high school, mm-hmm. so my musical knowledge begins in 2004. Oh, okay. All right. Then this might have been, then this would have been beforehand. I think this was late 90s. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I have very little 90s knowledge, and it, it always embarrasses people who are my age or slightly older, <laughs> who are like, why don't you know this? Because you're, you grew you're up in a conservative Christian house like I did. Exactly. You we weren't allowed to listen. Yeah, I wasn't allowed like, to listen to. Listen to like Creed. Like that's what I listened to. Wait, is was, Creed religious? Was... <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. I'll yeah. see things I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Beatles or nothing for me, which was actually hey, like. that's pretty good though. It's kind of it's kind of impressive that the Beatles were on the list, yeah. mm-hmm. considering how how revolutionary they were and scared America. We, like, couldn't watch The Simpsons, you know? Like, they had too many swear words. They weren't respectful of adults. You know, the kids were disrespectful. Same. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Broad. I yeah. want a movie... I want there to be, like, more press about her. I want there to be, like, a movie... Were there a lot of articles, Chloe, when you did your research? There were a lot of websites, but they all pretty much had the exact same information. Yeah. The There was very little sort of extra details and i wonder if i wonder if it exists and just nobody has done the research on it yet to like sit down and go through the old military records yeah. from the civil war mm-hmm. and and just like seek out her name yeah or even if some of those records may have been destroyed because the military was like we can't let people know there was a woman i mean i have even thinking like were they even well documented like were like did anyone even give a shit about black soldiers enough to like put them in their Right. Especially, mm-hmm. like, the Buffalo sh- Soldiers. There's probably nothing about that time, right? No, other than self-reported, probably. Because yeah. I think a lot of them kind of worked alone. Yeah. Man. Wow. I wish there was more. I think I, I yeah. smell a screenplay, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be able to sort of create some 
some realistic history in the in-betweens. But yeah, that's Cathay Williams. If you are at all interested in checking out any of my other podcasts or other work on the internet, I have another podcast called Modern Eyes with Sky and Stone, which is a film review podcast where we look at movies from 10 or more years ago with modern eyes, which means we talk about race and gender and politics, and uh, we try to modernize the film if it were to be remade today. I also have a podcast called Sky and Stone Do Television, which is our television review show. So far, we have covered Euphoria, Watchmen, and Lovecraft Country, with more to come. And you can check out my blog, where I write about being trans or Star Trek or all anything else that I happen to be thinking about at the moment that I'm writing at chloejadesky.com. My uh, husband and I wrote a short called Dickie and Bee, and that has been accepted into the Los Angeles Liftoff Festival, which due to COVID is completely online, which is awesome mm. because that means that you can go online. We can all watch it. And you guys can Yay. all watch it. And what's incredibly cool is that the festival is doing a pass. So you can pay a very small amount and you can watch like a week's worth of shorts and independent films and watch it all online. You can vote for things. So check out the Los Angeles Liftoff Festival. And also you can check us out at Dickie and B, which is D-I-C-K-I-E-A-N-D-B-E-A. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend about the show. You can always reach out to us on Instagram with any broads that you think we should cover on a future episode or to tell us anything that we may have gotten wrong. That is at broads you should know. Email us at broads you should know at gmail.com. You can head to our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com, to find more information about all of the broads we've covered on this show and find all of our sources. We will be back next week to tell you all about another broad that you should know.